What is up, peeps? Different intro than normal. You like that? You like the the dance moves from Napoleon Dynamite? Oh my god! I was pulling out the little like the bird. Oh, that's classic. That's a great song, by the way. My heart will go on. Uh, I'm a, such a huge Celine Dion fan. Actually, totally uh, geek out over Celine. Yes, but welcome back, welcome everybody. Back. We are back in the studio for another episode of the Mile Higher Podcast, episode eight today. And uh, we were out last week. Yes. So I was really, really sick. We were both sick. I came down first and it just was bad. So I had been in bed for about a week, um, but I'm feeling a ton better now. Hopefully I'm not as nasally as I was. And I'm so excited to go. And I felt so bad that we missed a podcast last week that I thought it would be good to do one that's really, really requested. And that is the Titanic conspiracy theory. If you didn't guess already from the yeah. <laughs> the intro music today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're super excited to talk about the Titanic and all the very interesting and compelling conspiracies around it. Yeah, totally. It's very interesting when I was doing uh research for this a podcast episode. So Yeah, there's a very ton odd. that I missed oh, yeah. when I did this. So obviously this was one of my first conspiracy videos a long time ago if you've seen it. And so I know some people don't like when we do topics that I've already done on like my channel on the podcast, but that's why we made the podcast. The point right. of it was to be able to talk about things more in depth in a longer conversational setting, to be able to go a little deeper, a little darker. So you're not going to, you know, it's have not like you're just rehashing the same thing no. exactly the same way. No. And another thing is, like, for those of you that are subscribed to Kendall's channel, which, by the way, check out my channel. Yes. Please I got some check good stuff Josh's on there. Channel. You have two good videos this week. Yes, I have a video about harp, guys. If you don't know what harp is, harp so is very interesting. interesting. It's a conspiracy. Uh, yes, and then I also had a video about. Um, oh, geez, I just blanked. What did I? What was my other video about this week? Oh, <laughs> oh I'm the, sorry. The the Windsor yes. hum. Yeah, the mysterious humming noise. It kind of plays into all the mysterious sounds and noises heard around the world and stuff. So it's very interesting. So if you guys are into that kind of stuff, which I'm sure most of you are, definitely. Uh, Head over to my channel and take a look after the podcast, of course, and check out my content because I've got some good videos up uh, lately and I, I think you guys will like it. So, yes. But what were you saying? You're like, um, what was I saying? I think you were talking about how we were going to talk about topics again. Oh, right. Yeah. So like I get a lot of you guys have probably heard her talk about some of the topics that we've talked about and I've made videos on my channel about some of the topics that we've covered in the podcast already. But the point of the podcast is to go into much more detail because we can only do like a 10 20 30 minute yeah. video on our channels and we can't cover all of the content right all and we don't get to discuss it the point we don't get to discuss it right yeah so. because i think there's a there's a lot of um advantages of having a conversation about mm -hmm. something versus just you or i you know sort of playing back information you know yeah. just from one perspective it's just right. bringing two minds together and mashing them together to sort of talk deeper about yeah. some of these interesting topics and i mean it is interesting and there yeah. is tons of it i mean even today talking about the titanic we're not gonna be able to cover literally everything because there's so there's much so much and it's and just so much more than i covered in my video dude like it's way more so much detail so much just more layers to it 
but we'll cover a lot of it today. So yeah. And I mean, another reason that we've done topics that we're familiar with is because a podcast is good when people like know what they're talking about. Right. So obviously, we're new to this. And we are trying to pick topics that we're both like well versed in and can explain as much like, as from, we can, you know, at least. I mean, we definitely like learn some stuff as we go as well. And but, we're like, going to be doing new topics too, obviously. Right. But I mean, yeah, we'll these are requested. People want more info on these things. So we're here to give it to you. Right. And this, this is kind of a entry point for an upcoming podcast where we talk about some very, very interesting stuff. Do you want to tell them what we're yeah. Okay. I'm trying to hide it over there. I was trying to turn a surprise y'all, but if you want to say what it is, go for it. The five families. Is that yes. what you're talking about? Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. We're going to be talking, we're wanting to do a whole podcast about the five families that pretty much control the world. Um, and that kind of will be like sort of talking about that today. So yeah, we'll kind of mention that. today. I am so excited to get into this, dude. But before we jump into the Titanic real okay. quick, just wanted to give a quick shout out to the stellar patrons, Chase C, Jake C, Elizabeth B and Jim W. Thank you guys so much, as well as a big thank you to all of our other patrons out there. We really appreciate the support and love. And this is a patron question that was submitted for us from Miley and this is actually from a, our, a good one this is from our discord if you didn't know yes from our uh, patron only discord server where you can ask questions and we may feature it on the podcast yes so if you're a patron go check that out if you haven't but today's question is would we pay to go to Mars if and when they send civilians to space or would you go for free and be like the first group of civilians to be sent to Mars. And I'm going to I'm going to take this and kind of just spin it to space and maybe the moon too cuz Mars by, might be more far fetched but yeah. Still interesting. So would you Kendall Ray blast off into outer space or Mars or I think what she's really trying to ask is like would you if there was like like you know how there's the mission like that's been return. talked about where it's like a one-way ticket to yeah. Mars. Would you do it? No. <laughs> end of end of. Question. How did I know you were gonna say no? Because I I like my life. I love my friends. Why would I leave? I like my dogs. I can't take my dogs to Mars. I'm gonna say yes. Because I knew you would. But only you want to escape me. Only... That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of this. I'm leaving for Mars. <laughs> soon as i can i'm out my husband left me to move to mars unfortunately i in another life i would have been an astronaut or something because <laughs> i have this strong desire to go to space so Babe, you also say in another life you would want to be a cop a vet a detective uh, a lawyer I think I said, what a, a real estate agent <laughs> what did i say the other night i had a good one the other night i don't even remember I All want right. to be a lot of things, I want, but especially an astronaut. So, yes, I would take up the opportunity to be one of the first ones to go to Mars. I would. I would do it. I know you would. If I had no strings attached. What if it meant leaving me forever? You would do that? No. <laughs> God. No, I would not leave you to okay, go good. to Mars. Good answer. All so, right. Well, thank you, Mikey. No. Or, so, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just, I'm dyslexic. Oh, and Miley. I, it's I'm so Miley. sorry. It's Miley. Sorry. I need my glass. I don't have glasses on. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry we that just, just watched America's so top, Next Top Model and one of the contestants oh, was named Mikey. Oh, don't tell we watched that. Oh, no. <laughs> You're okay. To don't Josh's credit, he's not watching. I've just been in bed for so long. That I've been watching. I've been Stupid binge watching TV. seasons of. I love competition shows. I love like Big Brother, dumb reality TVs like 
my favorite way to unwind because I think talking about all these crazy things, like I need something silly to watch. But <laughs> Josh like normally plays video games in the bed while I watch shows, but he ends up watching them and totally gets into it too, even top model. Because I can't like <laughs> I'm one of those people that if there's a TV on in a room, yeah, I done. have to pay attention to yeah. it. I can't so just like ignore it. Even if I'm doing something else like playing, you know, video games or surfing on my computer, I'm li actively listening to what's happening and I'm following it in my head. I can't believe that. I can barely focus like without doing anything else. And that's why I like when the TV, like she likes to fall asleep in bed to TV on. I know. It's and so it bad. drives me nuts. Or because, headphones. I have to listen to something. I hate silence. Because like TV just is like, it's always been one of those things growing up because I didn't have TV really growing up that yeah. much and it was not it wasn't like on at all so yeah. it's a new thing to me constantly. yeah and in the bedroom too like yeah, on falling asleep, asleep. To it at night. Yep. so it's weird to me when i have to listen to that and see the light and stuff so i usually stay up way later than i want to watching it so damn yeah. you and your tv sorry. sorry you're messing up my sleep schedule <laughs> <laughs> all right well now that we've had a little chat see. end of rant okay <laughs> here we go guys the Titanic Conspiracy. I'm so ready for this, dude. Here we go. But first of all, the Titanic... If you guys haven't seen the Titanic movie, what the hell are you doing? Get off the podcast and go watch that. But no, the Titanic movie is really good. I hadn't seen it up until like Yeah, we watched it ago. pretty recently. Yeah, dude, you remember what happened when we were watching that movie? <laughs> No, what you don't happened? remember what happened. So we were watching the movie and it was my first time seeing it and I was like crying I was so into it and then all this we we're in our apartment and all of a sudden someone opened our front door Oh, yeah, like dude. someone literally oh, yeah. opened the door Somebody took stuck the their hand and looked <laughs> in and was like, oh shit. Never mind like slammed oh, the door shut yeah, and left. I remember that. That's so we funny. We don't know if it was someone breaking in We don't know if it was someone just going to the wrong place or they got probably that but yeah, that scared me. That's hilarious. I'll remember that when I no, watched, I remember I was like that. In the middle of water, it was like sinking, the dung, and then he came oh, the in. Dung. The door swung open, like yeah, just it was randomly, scary. and we were watching. Dude, my heart stopped. Oh, I was God. like, "Oh, we're done. Are we about to be murdered here?" Like it's the Illuminati, they're here. They're here to take us away. It's time. They don't like this mile higher podcast shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they don't because we still have not been monetized by YouTube, dude. It's dude, crazy. Seriously, like we're in episode eight. I eight applied weeks. for for uh, the partner program. Like three months ago, and we passed all the requirements like within the first episode, Dude. and we're still waiting. I'm telling you, there's so, a reason it's taking so long for ours. They're I'll like, oh, that. these guys are spreading all of these conspiracies. Yeah, well, we're whatever. We have actual news. evidence. It's not fake news. There's yeah. a lot of fake conspiracies out there, but there's a lot of ones that have a ton of evidence. Real and facts this one and evidence is behind one it. of those. This is one of those that has a lot of yeah. This is one of those that usually gets compared to like JFK and 9/11 because yeah. there is so much actual evidence i don't think it's not that popular though like it's yeah, not it's as popular not, no YouTube, i didn't even know about it till you made a video about it yeah i, I and no i idea. found it in like the crevices of the internet somewhere and at first i didn't even believe it but then i like verified some of the things well it's probably because it's so it happened like over 100 years ago so mm -hmm. that's probably yeah. why so people just don't care about it i know it's How so sad. old no i know it's, yeah. it's crazy well anyway the movie's good it's all right right no it was great i thought i, it was, I mean it. the story's some good some people don't like it little well, leo end, in it is yeah great. leo well, at the end she's like on the fucking door Jack. and there's Jack. tons of room on the damn door when she's like floating oh, there know. and he's like just he's like, dies <laughs> and falls i can't believe it. it's like the yeah. selfishness oh of her. i know 
I, if that were you, I'd be like and then she pulling survives. you onto it, like be like, get on we'll top go of down me. together. Yeah, we'll we'll die together. But she's like, oh, oh well, dude. Bye. I'm totally the type that would just like, yeah, like, let's die would've... together. I would like grab onto you and be like, let's sink together. Let's just, we'll just go down <laughs> hand hands together, just floating down into the sea. I want to go out like dying. notebook style with you, like at the same time. Hands <laughs> hands together. Okay, all right. Oh, Enough blabbing. <laughs> but. The Titanic, I mean, hopefully you, I'm sure most of you out there have heard of it. If you haven't heard of it, then yay, because this is going to be all new to you. But if you have heard of it, um, some of this is probably going to be stuff you've already heard. But we're going to just briefly go over the kind of the generalized story behind the Titanic so people understand what it is, what happened, and then we'll jump into the conspiracy. So so this is this is basically a short rendition of the official account of the Titanic tragedy. So the Titanic was a big ass boat, big ass boat. I mean, this thing was the biggest boat in the world. Yeah, it was big and it was luxurious. It was the nicest boat of the time. It's like flying on Emirates now. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was like really fucking nice to get because it had Titanic. like first class. It had suites. It had all of these different rooms and it was just cream of the crop, cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. <laughs> so, beginning on April tenth, nineteen twelve. So this is this is over a hundred years ago. Like I said, the Titanic was built and owned by the White Star Line, which is important to remember. And at on a, sorry, on April tenth, it departed Southampton, England, on its maiden voyage across the Atlantic Ocean. And another important thing to note about this is that there were actually three boats, right? Mm-hmm. White Star Line owned the Olympic, Titanic, and the Britannic. And they were all, like, pretty similar, if not, like, identical. Which they, is... Yeah, they were pretty similar, especially the Olympic and the Titanic. The Britannic was pretty think, different. Yeah, it was different, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, they were all slightly different though. They yeah. weren't the exact same. Right. Boat. But the, as far as like size and, and everything, the Olympic was the sister to the Titanic is, yeah. is what it's called. So the Titanic was designed by an Irish shipbuilder by the name of William <coughs> Peary, and it was built in Belfast. And the, the hype around the Titanic was that it was the world's fastest ship. And the total cost to build this enormous ship was $7.5 million, which in 1912, you know, add a zero or two to that. It was a ton of money to build this enormous, luxurious That's yacht. That's a lot. Much like How this. much would that be today? Oh, man. It's got to be like over it was probably, 15 million. Yeah. I mean, it would have been. No, it would have been more than that. Yeah, even more. I bet you it would have been 75 million probably. I think it would probably be. <gasps> Sorry, I always get the yawns when we do the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, it's totally an anxiety thing. Bernie yawns too when he has anxiety. Really? Okay? It's a thing. And yeah, people are leaving comments saying that that's real. Yeah. So the Titanic, it spanned 883 feet <coughs> from the stern to the bow, and its hull was divided into 16 <coughs> compartments that were presumed to be watertight. Because the point was is that four of these compartments could be could be flooded without causing a critical a critical loss of buoyancy the titanic was considered unsinkable because of this because right. of these watertight compartments and the way they built it supposedly 
this ship should never sink. Never have sank, yeah. Never sank. That's and, why it was called the unsinkable ship. Right. And, <clears throat> sorry. Sorry, I'm still a little sick. But what's <coughs> interesting that a lot of people don't know, too, is that while leaving the port, the Titanic came within a couple feet of a steamer um, or of a ship called the New York, but passed safely. And that was, it seems like, and I think it's important to note that the captain of this ship was supposedly like the best captain out there. And so the fact that they nearly crashed into a ship just leaving the port is concerning. And what was the captain's name? I can't remember the captain. It's uh, Captain John. John something. Smith, I think. Or John. I th- it actually might be John. <laughs> John Smith. Maybe. Is it Cook? I don't know. Sorry, I can't remember at the moment. Captain Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sure it's, it's Captain him. Hook. I mean, shit. Maybe it was Captain Hook piloting this ship. <laughs> but the Titanic was on its maiden journey across what's called the Atlantic Ferry Route, and it had some 2,200 passengers and crew. And it briefly made a stop at Cherbourg, France, and Queenstown, Ireland to pick up some of the remaining passengers. And then this massive boat set out at full speed for New York City because it was trying to basically break a record in order to yeah. get to New York. So they they put pushed the pedal to the metal on the Titanic. Yeah, but and the, by the way, you're not wrong. Well, somewhat wrong. Yeah, it's it was, Edward John Smith. I think they just he goes by John Smith, I'm pretty sure. But it was Captain Smith. E.J. Smith. Right. And he was a super... He, he was known as the millionaire's captain, actually. Yeah, he, he left so, school early to join the Merchant Navy. He was... Yeah. He was a high up there captain in the navy and he had a master's ticket yeah he was he was supposedly one of the best captains of of the time actually but back to the titanic story just before midnight on april 14th the titanic failed to divert its course from an iceberg and ruptured at least five of its whole compartments and what's interesting about this is that first of all when we're talking about the the iceberg and not being able to see the iceberg, it seems very hard to believe that they did not see an iceberg on top of this giant ship. Yeah, and the, did you know that the uh, binoculars, there were binoculars on the ship, but they were like stored away and locked up. So yeah. if they had them, they could have even have them. access to them. Yeah, they didn't, what the hell? No, that makes no sense because they have somebody up in the like crow's nest that's supposed yeah. to be like keeping an eye out well, you'd for think shit. you could even see on the horizon it's like hard to believe that they didn't see an iceberg but it was at night too on yeah. the ocean so it probably was hard to see because think yeah. about it, at the time you know they probably had some form of light you know to look but it wasn't like as good as it is today and yeah. it doesn't it doesn't have like gps and everything they didn't have mm. any of that so i can see how it might be hard to see that but a lot of people <coughs> don't know but they received six ice warnings before the collision with the iceberg. So that's one thing to note. They had six warnings and they still collided with this iceberg. <coughs> Sorry, guys. We are <laughs> sick, so we're doing our best. <laughs> I know. I'm struggling, too. Oh, Keep man. feeling like I'm that's... breathing weird in the microphone. I really hope we're not bothering you guys. Oh, I got a cold, man. I know. It's uh, okay. Ah. Uh. Did you take Dayquil? 
No, not today, but... Homie. <laughs> Homie, why? <coughs> oh, God. Josh is like the type that doesn't like to take medicine. He'd rather just suffer. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, God. I'm sorry, guys. If you're watching this and snot comes running on my okay, nose, I'm so why sorry. why don't I talk for a little bit? No, hang on. Let me let me get let me get through this part real quick. All right. Yeah, Josh is our reader now. We've decided I'm <laughs> shitty at reading. Just a couple other interesting facts about the collision and about the boat, the Titanic at the time of the collision. At the time of the collision, the boat was supposedly traveling at 22.5 knots, and this was very high speed, especially traveling amid iceberg waters. Like if there's icebergs, you'd think you'd slow the boat down a bit. So if you did. Uh, iceberg did pop out of nowhere you could divert the boat you know yeah. in time but they were like literally like blazing through this area the fastest of... they could go was 23 knots yeah so, so it was like max speed yeah. <laughs> which is weird i mean i get you're trying to break a record but i think safety is more important than breaking a record yeah. like god and then the length of the time between the first sighting of the iceberg until the collision was 30 seconds and apparently, as the iceberg came into view, the lookout, Frederick Fleet, called the bridge to announce iceberg right ahead. But, I mean, that's that's really bad reaction. Like, 30 seconds. I mean, that's not a lot of time to... 30 seconds? That's that's supposedly what, between the time they the... saw the iceberg and the collision, was like 30 seconds. Dude, with how slow how do... this fucking boat was moving, I mean, it's slow. It's fast it's... for the boat, yes, but, but in it's reality, still... it's still slow. Like right. It's not like a speedboat, like so. Flying. Who the hell didn't see it until it was like re literally where's in Cap front of their Where's nose? Captain Cook? I mean, Captain John <laughs> Smith. Where's the captain at? That, and that, yeah. that's a big question I have. Is I'm like, the captain now. This captain's pretty questionable. <laughs> but at the time of the collision, those watertight compartments, six of them were ruptured in the collision. So, I it was. I don't think it was enough to actually sink the boat completely, but. Um, the compartments filled with water and pulled down the bow of the ship. And because the Titanic's compartments were not capped at the top, water from the ruptured compartments filled each succeeding compartment, causing the bow to sink in the stern to be raised up to an almost vertical position above the water. And that's what's so crazy about it. This big, this 883-foot boat literally went vertical in the water. That's so crazy that such a big ship just did that, especially an unsinkable ship went vertical in the water before it broke in half. Yeah. And this is all happening at 2.20 a.m. on April 15th. And the stern and the bow sank to the ocean floor, and the actual collision took place 400 miles south of New Newfoundland, <laughs> Canada. Did we have another podcast where you couldn't say Newfoundland? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm, yeah. Newfoundland. 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 Canada. Newfoundland. Yeah, that's how you say it. Got it. Dude, just look at it like Newf. I'm so American. It's a Newfoundland. I'm so American. Got such an American accent. <laughs> but the Titanic took two hours and 40 minutes for it to sink. Damn. That's so fast. Under three hours, this thing is down. Dude, that is so... Oh, my God. And this is an unsinkable ship, guys. This is supposed to be a ship that is supposed to never actually sink. Yeah. And it sunk in, like, it seems like record time. Like, yep. under three hours. Yeah. That's like, that's crazy. That's like less than most like average flights. Like, yeah, for a, ugh, so fast. such a big boat doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And what's also crazy is that apparently it took nearly an hour before the first lifeboats were launched. 
So people weren't actually even getting off of this sinking ship until there was only less than two hours left before it went under. Well, what's interesting to note with that is there was a drill that was supposed to happen that morning, a lifeboat drill, and it was canceled by the captain. And he never said why, because he died, right? Didn't he go down? Yes, he did. He did die. Uh, so yeah, no one knows why he canceled it, but he canceled a like it was like a drill for crew members so that they would know how to deploy and like how fast and you know whatever deploy is that even the right word? No, that is the right word actually. Okay. And then another thing is they literally had half the number of lifeboats that they were supposed to have in order to because back then it was but this was before they passed an actual like law yeah. that you have to have enough lifeboats for the people. Because yeah. back then there was just like a minimum for the size of the boat. Yeah. And the Titanic for this big ass boat with like thousands of people on it, they had like half the number of lifeboats that they were supposed to. Yeah. And they did not, it did, they did not do the procedures like emergency procedures. Like now if you go on a boat or a cruise, as you, as you probably know, they like, I went on my first cruise recently and. I was surprised to see like them. the janky boat we went on. Yeah. We went on the this like yeah, the like Bahama. old ass seventies boat for like two days. It was yeah. really fun actually. We just fucked around. But it like, was interesting to see because like I mean, if you've never been on a big boat before, like for me, first thing that comes to my mind when I get on a big boat is like the Titanic went down, so yeah. this could go down. Like, oh no. That's kind of went through my head at one point, especially on this janky boat. Like when we yeah. were like bouncing in oh the my ocean, God. There were I was some like, moments. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Like, no, when we, oh my God, in the mornings, they would, it was crazy. a really yeah. old boat. So they'd turn on the engines in the morning and it would just be like, it would vibrate our whole bed. It's like, <laughs> it was like the craziest yeah. trip. We found it on Groupon. It was fun though. Good memes though. It was. It was, it was good fun. memes for us. We just had so much fun. But they, there. but the first thing they do is like, they do a safety talk. They yeah. tell you about, uh, Life preservers, yeah. Life you boats. go to your muster station, yeah. is what they call it, right. and you get all of the yeah the info. They give you the info on what happens if this shit shit goes down, you know. Yeah. So you can well, survive. And I think back then too. I mean, people just got away with so much more. Like there was a lot less public scrutiny about things and like media to report when companies were fucking up. So like so many companies and and no social media, yeah, so you can't you get can't, like, like tweet about it and be like, oh the... god, the Titanic doesn't have enough boats. Um. And no internet because there just wasn't instantaneous communication like a reporter would have to like write it down then go home and then like yeah write it on a piece of paper and then yeah go to a print press and there's and, so like... much less like regulation too you yeah, know absolutely. so yeah they got away with everything back then i mean everything. you really could like screw people so no you people could screwed back then and the white star line screwed 1500 people that sadly went down Ugh. in the sinking ship and God, not only that people. but you don't I even have like... a chance though like these people didn't even have a chance because they were in so sad freezing icy north atlantic waters so basically everybody just froze to death <clears throat> and it's like that's horrible i just want to say you know it's so it was so long ago that i think we forget like how sad this was i mean this, this is like, a lot of yeah. people i mean not as many as you know like 9 11 or something but it's like it's about half up there yeah it's it's getting it's close to that like if this and, happened today this would be huge this would be like oh yeah such, like imagine if like a carnival cruise went yeah. down and like two thousand people died on that that'd yeah. be insane like it would be like the biggest it it'd would. be like a 9 11 type thing yeah you know maybe not with all the fear because it's not a terrorist attack but mm -hmm. you know it would still be right you know pretty scary and sad and yeah. just 
you know a lot of I think people... people don't realize that anymore because it's been like the titanic's like such a franchise now it's a movie it's right there's museums there, but like i think people kind of forget that these really were real people yeah. just as real as us there's just less you know you know what i mean like i just feel that no, these were real these are like like there's tons of people that can trace their family tree mm -hmm. back to Cute. people that were on the titanic and people that either survived or people that died on it like there's a lot of people who were affected by this this was oh yeah in both well think about how many people um sorry go ahead i just interrupted you no i like totally forgot my thought because then i felt oh, bad for interrupting okay. i didn't mean to <laughs> but uh the interesting thing also is that there was a lot of like really notable people on the titanic yeah because it was like you know a luxurious ship it was this maiden voyage it was, you know, really hyped up as this was going to be such a great, great experience for everybody. Like this yeah. is the experience of the lifetime. Hop yeah. on, you know, like they it's, really, yeah. they really We're played stoked. it up. So a lot of really yeah. notable Americans and British citizens died in this tragedy. Mm -hmm. And some of those are British journalists, William Thomas Steed, and then heirs to the Strauss, Astor and Guggenheim fortunes, which these families are, um, very wealthy families. And, uh, um, most of those guys died on the Titanic as well. There's at least three of them from those families that died. And I'll, I'll talk about those later, but a lot of notable people died and, you know, there was just a lot of notable people that were on it. So pretty sad. And one hour and 20 minutes after the Titanic went down, um, the Carpathia or Carpathia, is it Carpathia? I think it's Carpathia, uh, ship arrived and, uh, the survivors in the lifeboats were brought aboard and they pulled a few others that had somehow survived being basically mm, those temperatures hypothermia. I mean, you'd have <laughs> hypothermia instantly being in those waters for more than a minute or so. Well, actually, it's really interesting. But if it's colder water, you have a better chance of surviving and not drowning because like people can your body like I watched something about this. A it's long like kind of like ago. cold therapy, like it keeps your body <laughs> like kind of like cool. freezes you and like. Uh, stops everything. So there have been people that like some girl oh, was like under like the water for like, like hours, preserving your body, sort of. But I mean, some people do get but hypothermia. You get hypothermia, yeah. Some people, yeah. But yeah, they, um, the Carpathia arrived and they rescued the seven hundred or so survivors, which were mostly women and children, because when they were putting people in the lifeboats, all the men were told to stay behind and get the women and children out. What do you think about that? I think that's a really interesting argument because like I'd always like to ask people there's such you know the Me Too movement is like such a huge thing in our culture right now and it's kind of interesting to think like okay so if men and women are equal which obviously I believe does that mean like why do you why do yeah, I have to die and you, and get you to live? don't because you're a woman and you're a child I mean I get children like yeah children sure. yeah spare the kids. but like women versus men like I, yeah, I feel like you, but you I know. mean back at back in 1912. It was yeah, like obviously different <laughs> very different like yeah. now I don't think they'd be like women and children. In. Yeah. Do you think they would do that? I don't know. That's why I was do you think asking. like the carnival like if I don't know cruise, I'm just would... curious of how many women would like You know put themselves before a man. Or, yeah, you know when it yeah. comes down to something like that What would you do? <clears throat> if it was you I would give up my life <laughs> I, Richie, really? Oh my god. Yes, because I wouldn't want to be alive without you being alive. Oh, so if, if, so sweet. If I, you know, if I was dead, I mean, I wouldn't know the difference. But what if I was like, save yourself, <laughs> save yourself. And what if no, we had I would kids? Like, what if we had yourself. kids? Like, you want to leave them? No, you want to leave them? Same thing. If I had to, uh, I mean, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? 
I just, what are we even I, talking about? I just like about? jump on. Oh my god. Okay, back at it here. <laughs> okay, so after the survivors are brought onto the Carpathia boat, it's later discovered that the the ship, the Californian, had only been less than twenty miles away at the time of the accident, but had failed to hear the Titanic's distress signals because the radio operator was off duty. Apparently, <laughs> dude, what the hell? Yeah, I feel like out of everybody, the the guy doing He'd the already communication, gone to bed. the guy had already gone to bed, and they didn't think it was a good idea to not have like somebody on like twenty four seven in case of an emergency. Like, what the hell? I know. So they just literally, so a lot more people could have been saved if the Californian had actually heard the distress signals and could have came to the aid of, of the Titanic, but it just literally ignored it. Mm. So after this horrible disaster happened, there was a lot of outrage clearly from, you know, citizens and people like of, you know, Britain and the U S and the first international convention for safety of life at sea was held the year after in 1913. And that's where they adopted rules and requiring that every ship have lifeboat space for each person on board and that lifeboat drills be held. Because the Titanic only had 20 out of 60 lifeboats, 64 they were supposed to have. They had 20. That's crazy. Less than a third. That's <laughs> trash, dude. And they, and, and they didn't even fill the lifeboats either. People were greedy back then. They, they got were. away so much. They were. It was just like every man for himself back then. Oh, it was yeah. like the Wild West kind of. Totally. So, yeah. So that's kind of the official official story of, of what happened. Now, let's jump into the conspiracy theories because this is where things get really interesting. And like you mentioned, like you mentioned before, the world back then was a very different place than it is now. 106 we're years talking, ago. Yeah, 106 years ago. And in 1912, when people were told something happened, it was believed. Like, you would just believe what the newspaper said or, you know, because, like, how you yeah. only got your news so many ways. Right. And Especially you, ha you don't have the tools and resources in mouth. order to, like, investigate these claims no. or, like, news. Like, nobody did that because they didn't have the ability to. And they just, why would they? They just yeah. believed what they were told. Yeah. Because the obviously like these days, if anything sketchy happens, you know, it blows up online, social media, and There's people investigate scrutiny. it, like what we do when we look into think you know, look into the truth on things that, you know, we feel like maybe we didn't get the truth on. So back then though, it was easy to just cover things up, to not tell people the whole truth. Or just flat out lie to people. So that's why these conspiracy theories are, you know, not just, I, I mean, they're theories, but they're, that's why there's definitely some credibility to them. And when we start looking at the evidence here in a minute, you'll start to see that, hmm, maybe these theories are possible. I think there's a good chance. <clears throat> All right. So. Number one and probably the most, the probably the most interesting one, the most, um, the one with the most evidence probably is the Titanic ship was not actually the Titanic. It was actually the Olympic just sort of swapped out. They did the old switcheroo. Well, the, I mean, we got to explain that theory. Yeah, <clears throat> go for it. 
the Olympic actually had gotten some type of a um, accident. I believe it was with a tugboat. I don't think it says it here, but from my memory, um, and they the insurance company ruled that it was the tight. It was the Olympics' fault, right? Which was crazy because they were hit by some small like little dinky boat. It, so it they made, like it was very clearly the Olympics' fault. Like there was no like debate like the courts are like it's clearly your guys's fault yeah so you're held liable yeah you're held responsible so they would get no insurance money um so they were they had to pick up the bill for the damages and this was on one of the olympics uh its voyages where they where they sustained this damage and apparently it was bad enough that it basically made the boat relatively useless until it was, it was unusable yeah it was yeah. completely unusable it got and they didn't have the money up. to fix it either so it was just sitting there uh next to the titanic it was just docked because they just they spent all this them. money to build these ships so you know right yeah. away it gets you know damaged in yeah. a crash like that's it's that's like, a big hit you know yeah and it's interesting because there's a lot of different accounts of this type of marine insurance fraud at the time and it's and, been oh a my popular god thing. insurance schemes guys if you didn't know back in the early 1900s 1800s there were so many insurance schemes like i touched on it a little bit when i talked about hh holmes and how he would literally sell people's corpses like that's the reality can you imagine today if you killed someone somehow got their skeleton out of their body and then brought it to a medical <laughs> institution they'd look That's at you crazy. like uh they'd call the police yeah they'd be like uh where did you find this but back the then they were like oh sweet deal well, i'll take it <laughs> no questions asked here's yeah. your money to have a nice day dude people would fake deaths people oh, would yeah. make up fake people take out fake insurance policies so insurance schemes were like the thing back then so that's why this theory is even more believable right because it was very common and easier to do and the idea of swapping ships in order to collect insurance money is not a new idea. And there's been other cases where this has been done successfully. So if this is true, this would have been the largest case of marine insurance fraud ever successfully pulled off. If this, if this is true. But here are the reasons to consider when we're talking about the possibility that the Titanic was in fact replaced by the injured uh, damaged ship, the Olympic. Oh, that here we go. So it was actually, okay. So in 1911, the Olympic, the sister ship of the Titanic was involved oh, okay. in a serious crash with oh, a British Royal Navy cruiser. So not a tugboat. Maybe it kind of is a tugboat. The know. Hawk. Called the Hawk. And it was quite serious and no one died, but both ships had a lot of damage. And... The Olympic was labeled the responsible party for the damages and had to pay for the repairs to the Hawk. And the collision with the Navy, Navy ship damaged the Olympic in a way that caused the yeah. Olympic to have permanent damage. And Captain Smith was also the same captain of the Titanic was also in command of the ship when it hit the Hawk. That's interesting. Yeah. Why would you you'd think you'd be fired for that? Captain. You fucked yeah. up big if you can't eat, that you ruined a whole boat. Yeah, seriously. You're like, all right, dude, like, it's okay. We'll have give you a second one. chance. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> That's so weird. What? Or maybe they like, you know, told him he has to, or they'd like Yeah. Know. Well, we'll get into that. But <laughs> okay. but the financial implications actually put the White Star Lines on the brink of bankruptcy. Because, like, they just spent all this money to build the ships, and now one of their, you know, money makers is 
you know, useless at this point. And so at the time, the CEO and chairman of White Star Lines, J. Bruce Ismay, according to this conspiracy theory, came up with the idea to switch the two sister ships and his plan involved purposely sinking the damage Olympic so the insurance money could be collected. Mm. Right? Right. So let's rebrand the Olympic as the Titanic and then purposely sink that. Which will be easy to sink because it's already damaged. It's already damaged. It's, you know, we did a quick little plug the hole and, you know, put it back in the water. And yeah. Boom. Sink it. Collect the go. money on it. And the, I think a huge part of this that we haven't mentioned yet, but I, would, I think we should say it now, is that uh, J.P. Morgan was actually owned the white star line right he bought yeah. it yeah uh so i think he bought it in like 1912 yeah and he um he is jp morgan as in one of the most yeah. five one of the five most famous or i mean uh most powerful families that rule the world that podcast we were talking about morgan is one of the families and jp morgan is like such a fuck yeah we'll get into that more here in a sec because we've got there's a lot to him so. yeah no i, I just let's to finish say, this theory but. Um, but if people don't know who jp morgan is this is jp morgan chase there's so much so like i'm saying he was, he was a schemer he was known for that he was greedy as fuck i mean to, so this, this is more believable when he owns the white star line is what i'm saying yes yes yeah. exactly he was the he was the financial yeah, the fact that he was involved with this is just Power so weird. This. Yeah. So according to the, the switching ships theory, the CEO, J. Bruce Ismay, made sure that a small ship, the Californian, would have been close by the Titanic when it went down. So basically, the whole thing was planned. The hitting the iceberg, the location, the uh, proximity that the Californian ship was. And this was. is all according to the theory, And this the is according to the theory. This is, yeah, a th just again, just a theory. This is not fact. But according to the theory, it was a very elaborate plan that had the Californian nearby so that they could rescue everybody. Well, the Californian was a passenger ship. Passenger boat. Right, yeah. So it was, and it didn't have any passengers on it. Yeah, it was just chilling just out, out in the there. middle of the ocean. And it was filled with blankets and sweaters. Huh. Hmm, big question mark there. Huh. To to grab everybody as the boat's going down because well, they that's thought the, that that's the idea of the theory is that people think they they had no idea how fast this would go down. Right. They thought well, they'd be able to save everyone. Yeah, I mean, so it wasn't like a scheme to kill people no. as much as well, well yeah. maybe. <laughs> we but, don't know for sure, but <laughs> um, but as people think more that it was a scheme just to get the money insurance scheme. money right. and save all the people, and then boom, pretty smart. Right. Didn't go so well. And yeah, exactly. It went bad, really bad, because I think they thought the boat would not sink for a lot longer, for hours, maybe even, you know, a day yeah. or two. So it'd have time to get the resources over to pick up everybody, save everybody. It's this yeah. big, good story. It looks good on them because yeah. they saved everybody. Well, in the, Cal the Californian, um, they, there were the signals. What are they called? Things in the air? Signals? Flares. Help me. Flares. Yes. <laughs> um, there were flares and they did not investigate it. They saw them, didn't go, didn't go check it out because the guy who was in charge of communication or whatever yeah. was sleeping. He was done for the night. So, God, so nobody was, nobody was responding or seeing them or janky operation over here. Yeah. Seriously, for multi-million dollar ships, you would think that they would have had their like procedures down a little bit. They literally ignored the flares. Too. They just was like, like eh, that's fact. Fireworks. 
Yeah. They're having fireworks. Well, and then, yeah, that's kind of hard with the theory because it's like, well, why didn't you go save everyone? But yeah. Maybe they didn't know the exact time. Or, or maybe somebody that, you know, just dropped the ball, like just completely yeah. dropped the ball and it yeah. literally, or like, the timing, imagine the that. Communication like, was off. If literally, like, this all happened, this tragedy, all these people died because, like, one person, like, fell asleep yeah. on the job or something, like, when so, they were supposed they to. Because they couldn't, like, radio back and forth. Am I wrong? Could they have, like, talked I'm, to It was anybody? telegrams at that time. Telegrams. So, so they were sending telegrams back and forth. To the Californian? So it was, like, messages, yeah. Were they messaging them? Yeah, they were getting tons of messages. Yeah, they were getting they tons of telegrams. Them? All ignored, yeah. So they just slept through it. Whoever was supposed to be, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, why was there nobody in the radio room communication room yeah 24 7 especially when you're going like especially like after it collides with an iceberg like why wasn't there like oh yeah. shit we're going down you know like yeah well faster than than what they did you know yeah i don't know but jp morgan this is this is perhaps one of the most interesting theories and not only was he the financer for the White Star Lines and all these ships, but there's a theory that J.P. Morgan, I guess this plays into the other one, the insurance scam, but J.P. Morgan actually like was the orchestrator of, of the sinking. Like He literally put the plan together and executed the plan in order to get his money, that greedy bastard, because he's, he's a greedy dude. He's yep. an extremely greedy dude. And so J.P. Morgan bought the bought the White Star Line company, and like you said, J.P. Morgan was a banker, a businessman. He had a lot of companies. He's the one, he obviously started J.P. Morgan Chase, Chase Bank, railroads in the country, steel company, US General Electric, yep. General Electric, <laughs> Electric, General Electric. So he was in, he was involved in what's interesting. Got his hands in a lot of pots. And not only that, but government tied organizations like yeah. U.S. Steel, GE are all tied to the to the federal government. Federal really? Government. Yeah. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. Well, they have General a lot elected? of contracts. With, yeah. What, they have Electric? government contract. They're a contractor. So they do a lot of work for the government. Oh, I and did not know that. And they have since the beginning of time, like since they were in their inception. Huh. And that's why it's, you know, our next video or a. Uh, the next podcast, right, or an upcoming podcast, we'll yeah, go into more detail next, about soon. those these families, and the Morgans are one of them. But the reason why he bought the White Star Lines because he wanted to get into the shipping business, and he um, had a company called the International Navigation Company, which then he renamed to the International Mercantile Marine. And once he had this established, he then began buying up the shipping lines, which is why he ended up buying the White Star Line, which that must have been so expensive to buy the White Star Line. Like J.P. Yeah, Morgan has been, loads of cash. It must have been at least $25 million, right? Yeah. But, the boats were worth seven. Yeah. In today's terms, of hundreds oh, yeah, of millions hundreds of dollars, of probably. Well, he was like the richest dude back then, pretty much. Right. And the guy that was actually the, the previous owner was this, like I mentioned, J. Bruce Ismay. And he was, it was a family uh, company that uh, he's, his father had started. So, but J.P. Morgan came along and gave him an offer they couldn't refuse and had this huge bank account so that, you know, they could grow the White Star Lines and build additional ships. So, of course, he 
sold the company to JP Morgan, which was probably the worst mistake he could have done. Dun, dun, dun. But this is a trip. Why J- is JP Morgan in everything, too? There's so many conspiracies where it's like, oh, and JP Morgan was in this shit. Because he's. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> he's tied into the. He's an evil fuck. The right. elite. Except we totally bank with Chase. We need to get out of Chase. Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> it's embarrassing. We want to get out of it. I know. We need God. to do that. <laughs> so, we're over here trashing JP yeah. Morgan and he holds the he holds the power to all of our money and yeah. our life savings. Oh, yeah. We God. need to, we need to fix that hopefully, shit. Hopefully hopefully they don't hear this podcast. <laughs> Take all of our money. We need to get money. into a local bank. Oh, I know. Yes, bank locally, guys. Yes. Get out of these big banks. Wells yes, Fargo it's actually Chase. super important to do. Don't we bank suck. with the big banks. Wall Street banks. Bank yeah. locally, community banks. Central banking is not good. But JP Morgan, this dude was actually supposed to be on the Titanic. He was booked yeah. on the Titanic. Yep. Because, of course, if you're the owner, you like want to go on its maiden voyage. Like, why wouldn't you? And he had like the presidential suite. He had the nicest suite on the boat. And... Probably had all the honeys back there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hella bitches back there. <laughs> JP Morgan was chilling with hella bitches. All right, but. J.P. Morgan was actually planned to be on the Titanic for its maiden voyage, and he canceled last minute, day or two before, because he was, quote-unquote, sick. Poor health. Really, dude? (laughs) Poor health? Come on. Don't tell me you can't bring your doctor onto the boat, you know, or, you know. There probably were doctors on the boat. There probably was doctors on the boat. So why was it that Morgan decided not to board the ship and sail on its maiden voyage? Why did he cancel? Was it really because he was sick or was it because he had this inside information and knew beforehand that the Titanic was doomed from the beginning? And so he was like, fuck that. I'm not going through that. He's like, he's like, I'll, I'll collect my check, but I'm not going on that boat. So yeah. But Morgan decided not to board the ship and someone else who didn't board the ship also, which I found was interesting, was Milton Hershey. As in Hershey's chocolate. The Hershey guy. And he was a friend of J.P. Morgan's and he also canceled last minute, which a lot, there's a lot of debate about this and a lot of people, a lot of experts and stuff say it wasn't like totally uncommon for people to just like cancel, cancel like boat trips last minute, I guess. But to me, it kind of seems like, especially like uber fancy. Well, it's probably expensive. And I'm sure you don't just like get your yeah, money Yeah, I know. Back. That's what I'm saying is like, I'm sure they weren't just like, oh yeah, refund 24 yeah. hours in advance. We can't sell this ticket. No, so. that doesn't make sense. So clearly there's some insider information going on here. And the Hershey chocolate guy decided to bail last minute. And so he didn't get on the boat. Mm, maybe had a tip. But the conspiracy theory with J.P. Morgan basically revolves around the fact that the Titanic was sunk on purpose in order to eliminate opposition to the creation of the Federal Reserve Bank. Because, and this has been debated, some people say this isn't true, some people say this is true, I'll just note that, but nobody really knows because this was so long ago. But several of the people that were on this boat and died on the boat were not only some of the wealthiest men in the world, but they were um, 
men including John Jacob Astor the fourth. John Jacob. John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but John Jacob Astor the fourth, who was also a friend of Nikola Tesla. Shout Facts. out to him. It was literally a small world back then. No, it was, which is interesting because Nikola Tesla, like we mentioned, J.P. Morgan started helped start GE Electric, which was Thomas Edison's gig. Yeah, and he and was a fuck too. They basically ripped off Nikola Tesla's work on electricity, the light bulb, everything in that area, stole it from him, kicked him out. But J.P. Morgan knew of Tesla, obviously. So it's odd. It's it's interesting to me that a friend of Tesla was. Uh, if he had boat. all these friends, how come Tesla was treated so terribly? Like people let him, he was like poor and died alone in a hotel, right? Yeah, yeah, nothing. God. Yeah, no. Well, because, I mean, we know why, but. Yeah, we have to do another podcast on why. <laughs> but John Jacob Astor IV, Benjamin Guggenheim, and Isidore Strauss were supposedly opposed to the creation of the Federal Reserve Bank or a U.S. Central Bank, which is privately owned guys not government owned so they were opposed to this because there's a lot of negatives to that and yeah because, because then we're in debt to some random private bank right and that's the problem we have today how many trillions of dollars are we in debt to the federal reserve in other countries trillions 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 so, of dollars yeah it's just like i feel like so many people have no idea that that's you know i've said it before but the fact that it's not actually government it's the private bank owned right by and it this gives the banks family. it gives the banks the power instead of the people yeah. that's the main thing about it is that and they have they protection just, from the government yeah. in order to do whatever they want basically they with can make the banking money, system they know, can print as much money as they want to lowers the value and right there's lots of different things and that's a whole nother whole nother uh episode for sure about <laughs> the federal reserve yeah but this theory states that jp morgan was worried that these very wealthy men who had a lot of influence and power that if they were opposing the Federal Reserve Bank, which would benefit J.P. Morgan the most, that he had to get rid of them. And one yeah. way to get rid of them was to, you know, sink them sink in the, the boat. He was already planning to sink for money. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Ooh, smart. It's a smart J.P. Morgan. And a lot of and what's in, also interesting is that some people say that. JP Morgan supposedly kind of came up with this master plan of sinking the Titanic and, you know, maybe killing some of the people on board and, you know, just wrecking it for the insurance money. But maybe he was inspired to do this by a book called The Wreck of the Titan, which was written back in 1898 by a man named Morgan Robertson. And interesting, it's it, Morgan. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's basically a psychic prediction of the sinking of the Titanic. Like, it's almost verbatim, the story is verbatim what happened with the Titanic, which is very eerie and weird about it. And not only that, but the book involved the most rich and powerful men going down on an unsinkable ship on her maiden voyage. And not only that, but... um. They th we think that maybe the similarities between the book and what happened with the Titanic makes us wonder if J.P. Morgan got inspired by the events in the book. So, and some other interesting things about the ships, the Titanic and the boat in the book called the Titan is that both of them were around 800 feet long. They both were traveling about the same speed. They were both considered 
unsinkable. They both sank in April. They both were stuck on the same side of the boat by an iceberg, and they both ended up sinking and killing a large number of people. That's really weird, the fact that th there's so much similarity. There. Yeah, it's really similar. It's really eerie and, and bizarre. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I, I would say that, like, I think it might just be, a, you know, a lot of people forget, like, there are coincidences, you know, coincidences, right? Am I saying that right? Coincidences. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm all paranoid about how, how I'm saying words now. Oh, it's okay. People are mean. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> We're not perfect. We only human after all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So maybe it was just a coincidence, these books. I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's enough proof to say, like, this book inspired this conspiracy theory to happen or be true or inspired JP Morgan to yeah to make it's just kind of weird it's if anything weird. it's like a psychic thing it's kind of freaky or it's like you know if you believe in manifestation you know putting something out into words speaking in, into existence like maybe it's kind of manifested in a weird maybe. way maybe 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 but this is another interesting theory that i didn't know about but there was a freaking fire in one of the Titanic's coal bunkers 10 days prior to the ship's departure, which is not totally, you know, unordinary. What's the right word? God, I can't out get, of the ordinary. Out of the ordinary. It's not totally out of the ordinary because they used combustion engines at the time. So they had to have somewhat of a fire burning in yeah. order for it to, you know, propel itself through the water. Yeah. But this was a this was a actual fire. And it, it continued to burn for several days into the Titanic's voyage. And fi like fires would break out frequently on steamships because... The fire was still burning as the Titanic left? Yeah. Yeah. They were managing this fire. Ten days prior. And they were like, it's fine. It's fine. All aboard. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Like they wow. just had firemen down there like keeping it like under control, but they kept it burning. <laughs> That is the Supposedly. weirdest thing I've ever heard. Supposedly. Supposedly. Is yeah, is that true? It's a theory that's out there and there's some there's some evidence for it and it's been debated. Oh, so it's still a theory. They're not sure if it act if the fire actually did happen. Um, I think they're they're fairly certain there was a fire actually. I'm pretty okay. sure it's 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 been proven that there was a fire on the Titanic. And these these steamships were propelled by the combustion of coal, so fires weren't out of the ordinary, and they had to extinguish the fires with fire hoses, and they also had to move coal around from bunker to bump, bumper, <laughs> bunker to bunker. So this event, because there was this fire, it's led some authors to believe that the fire may have either ex caused an explosion, which then in turn made the impact with the iceberg way more detrimental way worse than it would have been if it had hit without this fire i just confirmed there was a fire yeah there literally was a fire i knew i knew there was yeah yeah that's I just make isn't sure. that crazy though yeah like, i didn't that they know just that had, like a fire burning in there i can't imagine like what if we got on like carnival cruise ship? they're like oh we've had this fire going for like 10 days <laughs> there's but just don't a worry, room we got with it. like a like, like a bonfire going it. like they're like eh, it's fine oh my god in the hole of the boat like the bottom of the boat where i don't understand why they didn't and there was coal too it, caused, to... like, it was combustion dude 
There literally could have been an explosion. Yeah, I bet there probably was. That's probably why it went down so fast. Right, because if you think about it, if there's a fire going on in the bottom of the ship, when it hits the iceberg going 22.5 knots, I mean, yeah. the impact of hitting the iceberg plus then ca probably causing a combustion um, explosion, maybe it did actually like rip rip a way bigger hole in those uh, compartments. Yeah. And it just sent it over the limit. Like, So the whole thing about it, though, is like, why was that you know why didn't they put out the fire why didn't they make sure everything was yeah. safe and, and well, good to go before they left port like my why question would they is do that? if they're going to get money from the titanic like what insurance company is going to give them money for this if they there's been a fire for 10 days on the boat yeah I, that's why i'm confused like why would they, that seems like such a fault of the ship that they didn't put out a fire before leaving that's so weird well i'm sure they thought that they would be able to it, it'd be easy to cover that up and they wouldn't have a way to prove that because yeah. i think about it at the time like i'm pretty sure we figured this out later based upon looking at the wreckage and stuff yeah like wrecked it yeah huh. and what's interesting about this theory is that everyone knew about this fire in the bottom of the boat including captain smith the ceo of white star lines mm. bruce ismay and jp morgan Smells fishy. And the way this the story goes is that J.P. Morgan thought that the ship could make it to New York, and once the passengers were gone, then they could put the fire out what at that time. Well, why? What? Well, how does that make any sense though? Like, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just like? Because it weakened it. Yeah. The weaker they could make right. it, the easier. Like, is if what if it like didn't go down, then they would be screwed. Right. right? Like they'd yeah. So. Oh, that's really interesting. Or maybe the original plan was to just like start a fire on the boat and just like start keep the like get the catch the boat on fire. Yes. Instead of sinking it, you know, like because yes. if think about it, if there was a fire on the boat, it could have been bad enough to really like cause major damage to it and maybe totally like total the boat. Yeah. But it it wouldn't necessarily sink it, you know, and it would give the other rescue ship the uh californian time to get there to pull everybody off mm. if there was like a raging fire in the bottom of the boat mm. it was really the olympic yeah are we going to talk more about the olympic and the is are we going to talk more about the like the differences in the boats and stuff yeah if you want to talk about that sure yeah I, yeah i just wanted to point out that okay so when the olympic hit uh got in the accident they had this like left turn like this left tilt on the boat yeah so it was part of the reason why it couldn't sail and there was this um a like history teacher or a science teacher on the boat a teacher professor and he in his journal wrote that there was a left tilt on the boat he noted it when he first got on it on so the titanic on the titanic titanic yeah so if it really and there's other there's there's a lot of like um cosmetic things that people noticed yeah. about like in pictures and stuff that is evidence that the boats may have been switched i didn't i didn't want to include it because it's a lot of just like boring like boring details about like different yeah. like colors and like different pieces of boats that i don't know really but i know feel like it about. makes the theory so much more believable like it's kind of hard to believe that they would just switch them but back then I mean, Josh and I were talking about it the other night. If you were really going to like switch boats or try to pull something off like this, it wouldn't be too hard because there's not people walking around with phones, filming things, Snapchatting, taking pictures. Like 
it would be easy to to just switch to things like that and then tell workers like this is the titanic or people that knew died and they never told anyone or they did tell people and no one believed them right they and told their families or whatever but they just wanted to make money so i mean it's totally possible it makes that they total sense them. that they could have switched it and they built the olympic to specifically look and feel just like the titanic like the, it was supposed to be really like a twin sister of the titanic yes but there there are like a lot of things online that show like similarities between the two boats and pictures of the day of the departure where you know there's there's some photographs that show like this piece of the boat looks looks exactly like this piece of the the olympic there's there's a lot of different things it's just yeah it's just kind of boring to talk about honestly okay so there okay so this is interesting there were all on the titanic there were these large evenly spaced windows and you can clearly see we'll link all this stuff so you guys can check it out but there's thin windows the the window shape literally changes do you see that yeah and that's what it looked like when it set sail so it looks like it was the olympic because you can't change major things like windows yeah yeah it'd be like little things that you're changing like the names and the floors you know things like that um they do look very similar though the boats look very like if you weren't yeah. paying it like if you didn't know those minute if you're just a passenger though yeah how would you have ever known what boat you were getting on no most people had never been on either of them so um because you would hop on and be like I, it looks exactly the same i mean you wouldn't know you wouldn't notice the windows and you know the various little little things that they switched or things that stuck out that may have led to it being the olympics so yeah this is interesting so patty fenton he is someone who told his fellow seamen that sorry that sounded <laughs> seamen <laughs> that they were in fact switched a man in Australia sent a letter to Northern Star newspaper on July 31st, 1996, which talks about a conversation with his son, Patty. Um, when the surviving crew got out of the port, they were all taken aside by two men, one in a high position of the company, and the other man was in a very high position in the government. The government man read the crew an official secrets act, explaining that if they told the real reason for the sinking or rumors of an insurance scam that they would serve a million, a minimum of 20 years in jail would never get a job when they got out. Wow. That was his quote. I so, think there's I mean, a lot of evidence. Obviously for it. some people talked. Yeah. No, I think there's a lot of evidence for the, the switching theory for sure. Don't you? Oh yeah. I like actually really believe it. Honestly. Um, it just makes so much sense. And JP Morgan is just the, like, the fact that he's in it makes me believe it. Because he was such a bad guy. And why, you know, he's, the Morgan family is still pulling shit to this day. So it just makes so much sense that he's part of this. Yeah, yeah. So the other theory that um, is actually one of the most popular theories, surprisingly, is a lot of people think that there was a mummy on board of the Titanic and that the the mummy had bad juju, you yeah. know, well. and it may have caused the sinking. No, that's it's seriously one of the most popular theories, though. It really is. 
I know. The mummy theory, and it's not even true. I know. It's not like there was no mummy on it, right? Yeah. No, I know. But a lot of people I said that in my video because I thought, yeah, there's like tons of, yeah, it's not true. It was that because it was actually started by a passenger on the ship, the William Steed guy. Because <laughs> he, would, he would tell stories at the dinner table by telling them that there was a mummy of an Egyptian pharaoh on board. Hmm. But not only was the mummy not on board, but it was, um, there was no, I mean, there's just no way that that would have been even a real thing, you know? This is interesting. When you look at advertising of the Titanic for the White Star Line, um, they used the Olympics, the Olympic interior every time they needed p pictures. Really? Hmm. That's the Olympic in the picture. Looks exactly like the Titanic. Mm-hmm. That'd probably make the switch easier. They showed pictures of the inside of the boat, but it was the Olympic. Right. They just said that that's because they had pictures of it, but... Mm. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the mummy theory it was debunked. There, there was no mummy on board. There was no mummy's curse that sank the ship. So... The, and I don't know, even know how that one became so popular, but mm -hmm. a lot probably because of the mummy movies and stuff. The curse of the mummy. A lot of people thought yeah. there really was a mummy on board. Mm. <laughs> so there was also uh, 16 portholes on the Olympic and then 14 um, on, the, on the Titanic. Yeah. When it was being built, this is a picture when it was being built. And then when it set sail, it had 16 portholes. So, so definitely, definitely some even, even photographic evidence that the boat that took off from port was not the Titanic at all. It was yeah. the Olympic. Makes a lot of sense. Interesting. God, that's crazy. And then there's a theory that a German U-boat uh, torpedoed the Titanic for the insurance money. So basically the same theory, but that. It was actually like attacked, and that's why it went down so fast. Well, not, 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 yeah, it was attacked, but um, according to the theory, owners of the White Star Line, so JP Morgan, knew a German U boat captain. And according to the theory, he had this tor or submarine follow the Titanic and then torpedo it, which is what actually sunk the Titanic. Hmm. Are there and any like proof of it? No, though? there's not. There's oh. not proof of it. I was gonna say like maybe if the boat was like happened to be there, but that makes no sense. The the theory came. I mean, the proof is that there's photos of the Titanic underwater that show what looks like a hole that would be from a torpedo in the bow. A hole. Yeah. Well, could have been but an it, explosion from like the fire. Yeah, or it could have just, or it could have just been. Um, crashing from into the bottom the of the iceberg. ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it sank. It's heavy as shit. So when it hit the bottom, and it went down bow first, right? It yeah. like went up. So yeah, it went vertical. So obviously it's going to, like, <laughs> when that slams on the ground, even in water, that shit's going down fast. Uh, so that explains that. Wow. Very interesting. I really think I mean, there's a lot to this theory. There is, and I think I think that I mean not, not to the one that we just talked about, but to the yeah. 
I mean, it, at the end of the day, it comes down to the switching theory of yeah. the boats. I mean, that's what makes the most sense. That's what there's the most evidence for. And it's pretty, I don't know, it seems pretty blatantly obvious that they could have switched the ships. Like, Yeah. I mean, people really did get away with so many things back then that I don't think it's out of the question. And insurance games were so popular. And especially that, you know, there's people that said you know, took notes on that kind of stuff and said that they were told not to tell. I mean, it makes so much sense. It does. And just looking at it from a flip side, though, um, there have been people that try to debunk this theory as yeah. just like with any um, conspiracy theory. But one of the reasons um, that people that I didn't even think about was that how would they they would have had in order to pull off the switching thing, they would have had to kept you know, like several thousand, you know, workers that actually worked on the ship's silence. Like, how do you keep all the people that would have known the difference? Like, why? How do you how do you like that's that's always the thing with the yeah. conspiracy theories and with secrecies like the people that probably weren't in on it. Unless they were hired after they'd already switched it, but like, like six thousand people that worked on it, like six thousand. Yeah, that's how many people actually worked on the mm. ships. Interesting. Yeah. So how do you keep those people silent? Like how do you But keep... how did the the windows change on the boat? That also doesn't make any sense. It just seems like maybe they switch them or they like I don't know. It would be really hard. It would be. I I'll, I'll admit that. It's going to be really it would be really hard to do that. Um but I will say it would be easier than it is today back then. Yeah, and another another thing um this per, this particular argument is that the pass Titanic's passengers would have noticed because there's been like records showing that they noticed that like the passengers actually when they got on the boat that was what we're saying is supposedly the Olympics smell new new carpets and everything so like if they were really getting on like a used ship you know would it have had the same well, wouldn't they have replaced everything that's the idea with right. it is that everything was replaced. they could have yeah they could have replaced everything yeah and fixed it but it it is interesting mm-hmm Definitely makes the theory less strong. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's a tough one. I think it's possible because of the time period and they were literally like the same ship in a lot people of ways. People were like, people that were working on these things were poor. Like you could probably easily get like, you know. Maybe they just paid them off. Yeah. Maybe like, like who are you going to go tell? Yeah, that's true. Who are it's not like there's CNN to like go you can't on. Can't tweet and, it. Yeah. It's very true. Very true. Hmm. So, I think it could be, but it definitely does weaken it. But to end end the Titanic, um, on a positive note, two dogs were rescued. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Apparently, a Pomeranian and a Pekingese. Pekingese. Of the nine, only wow, there was nine dogs on board and only two survived. Oh, poor dogs! But the Pomeranian and Pekingese lived though. Survived, <laughs> <laughs> and it actually took seventy-three years to find the wreckage of the Titanic, which is also interesting to note. It took a long time to find it, and it's at twelve thousand five hundred feet down below the ocean surface. Yeah, it took it's a way long down. It's over time two miles it. at the bottom of the ocean. Oh, wouldn't it be so exciting to be the crew that discovered it? Yeah, well, James Cameron, remember he oh, he went yeah. and did that whole thing and took the robot down there as oh, yeah. submarine and like they did a ton of 
of work on the wreckage down there and stuff and found all kinds of stuff. Mm. It would be, that would have been that's just like so eerie to like can you would you get in a like submarine and go to the bottom no of the way, ocean dude, that'd be so to scary. see like literally like a mass grave of <sighs> I mean I don't know what would be left of them at that pressure but I don't yeah. think there's anything left of you at two miles down but yeah still still though it's still eerie and and freaky to to think about that experience my god but we'll leave you with that for this episode guys what do you think was it switched was it not switched what's I'm the final say word maybe maybe <laughs> yeah but honestly i lean toward i really think i believe this one i really yeah. do i there's quite a bit of evidence for it so i'm like 70 percent sure yeah i'd say i'm about like 70 percent yeah. yeah i think there's some discrepancies that maybe can't be explained fully but it's definitely possible and jp morgan was a selfish greedy person so not out of the question for him but that's it for today's episode yes we hope you guys enjoyed that if one. you did enjoy and you do enjoy the podcast please rate us on itunes and any other platform that you listen or watch us on if you're on youtube watching this or listening to it smack the thumbs up thumbs up that shit and subscribe to our youtube channel yes and also check out josh's channel guys. yes seriously it's check good out stuff. you would like it well, that's it for us today, guys. Yes. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Mile Higher Podcast. Stay woke. And may your heart ever go on. Goodbye. Goodbye. My heart.